So what's up guys? What's on my mind today? Advice. Okay. Let's get into this. When it comes to giving advice, the best advice that I've ever received has come equally from my mom and my dad. But not in equal quantity. The sheer volume of advice that my dad had to offer about anything dwarfs the amount of advice that my mom would give me. But what my mom lacked in quantity, she made up easily for in quality. She didn't waste words or take you to a place where it was little more of a scenic route to getting to the heart of an issue. I love her for that. But I soon found out later in life it was because she was a busy person. Not because of some idea that I had in my head that she thought I was a special one. My mom did not play favorites. My dad, on the other hand, was a long-winded storyteller that could stretch out the most mundane piece of advice and weave a tale that would leave you thinking, what just happened? But what I've learned over my 53 years of life the vast majority of the time, my dad's advice wasn't necessarily meant to be digested at that moment. His advice was like a slow-cooked brisket. When the time and situation were right, the conversation that you had at age 16 while standing at the corner of the door to the living room and JG, Jimmy Green, on the couch giving voice to a nugget of advice that would pay itself off some 20 years down the road. I always have that magical moment when this happened, and I think, damn, he did it again. But in my many years on this planet, I do remember the one and only time that my dad strayed from his tested, tried, and true script. But let me give you a little background first. I was born in the late 60s in rural Mississippi, a few days before the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. I was the last person in my family born at home. My two sisters, well, they would enjoy all the luxuries and comfort of a hospital birth. That makes me automatically the tougher one, at least in my head. Okay, back to the background. I asked my mom if they could tell right away at my birth. She said the first thing that people would do when a new child was born was to make sure that the child had all his parts. So that's what they did with me. They checked over my head, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, arms, and hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten fingers. They looked at my chest, my stomach, my man parts, and then my legs. Left leg, check. Foot, five toes. But there was something different about the right leg. All the toes were there, but the foot 
wasn't misshapen, but it was smaller than the left foot. And then they looked at the right leg. Turns out the right leg was indeed shorter than the left leg. Everything else appeared to be okay. A few days later, I would be seen by a doctor. And indeed, other than the right leg being smaller and shorter than the left, I was a healthy baby boy. Now it turns out that if you don't hold a child back and you give them a little rope, they'll pull it out as far as they can. My mom said I hit all the developmental targets and was a typical toddler. Except I walked with an obvious limp and I ran with an obvious limp. But hey, toddlers, man, can't stop them. As I grew older, the doctors would prescribe an easy, but no less barbaric fix to correct the limp. An orthopedic shoe that throughout my life at its maximum height would be a grotesque three inch sole on the right shoe and on the right shoe only. Now it did correct the limp, but at the same time, it brought even more unwanted attention. In public, if you didn't know me, you could have easily made the mistake of thinking I simply put on two different types of shoes. But then people would slowly put it together. And many times they land in a place that was unfamiliar to me. Oh, he's handicapped. And it made me angry. Funny thing about parents. A child usually figure out their parents within days. But it usually takes years for the parent to figure out the child. But my dad did know this. He could tell when I was angry. This is where the most important advice my dad ever offered me fits. Now, not his usual long-winded storytelling self with a bit of information that would blossom some 20 years later and have me saying, damn, he did it again. No, this time he was more like my mom. While he was sitting on the couch, he called me over, the seven-year-old me, and he asked me to sit down beside him. Now my dad looking straight forward, and yes, I do know the reason why he did that. He started off by saying, well, Lavelle, there's only one thing you can do. Now my dad only called me Lavelle, my middle name, for two reasons that were hardly distinguishable from each other. First, to chastise me. Second, to give me advice. He put his giant left hand on my tiny right leg and continued by saying, whatever makes you upset about this, my so-called handicap, use it to make people forget about your leg that shoe and that limp 
He said, you do that by being better, by being smarter, and by being tougher. And that was it. He never looked at me in the eyes. He couldn't. It comes a time in a man's life when you know that you can't be there all the time. And this is where you have to offer up advice. My dad knew that. He knew that he couldn't be there all the time to protect me. So he gave me what I needed so I could protect myself. Be smart. Be better. Be tougher. And I understood his message. So that's what I did. I would be better. I would be smarter. And yes, I would be tougher. But not 70s tough. I knew what he meant. I had to be tough like my mom. Okay, guys. So that's what's been on my mind today. You guys have a good day. Peace out.